0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. What's so sweet is uh, what Ann said, there's no junior Holy Spirit, uh, but Brian's uh, son, Caleb, was part of the, word, uh, the prayer time beforehand, and uh, when we are asking for what the fresh word was, he leans into me and he says, he said, healing for the poor. And you're going to hear how true that is with the scripture we're going to be looking at today. But I want you to know, it's more than that. When we were, um, we were praying right now, I, I really had a, uh, a strong sense about some healing God wants to do right now. And almost all of this is going to be private. So I'm, I'm not looking for responses, just so you know. Um, what I saw... What I saw were stripes on people's back and what I felt like it spoke to is there's someone here at least one person you actual have scars across your back from the abuse you you endured and God wants to heal not just the physical scars but the emotional scars that is not your legacy it is so much more but also I felt like he wants to heal the scars of self-abuse whether it's cutting whether it's um, uh, esophageal issues from bulimia, whether it's a, uh, a joint issues from anorexia, whether it's, it's all the results of self hatred that the enemy tricks us into thinking we are the problem. And right now, I just, just want I, I to extend my hand. I would say, Lord, we declare your healing is more than enough, that you took the stripes on your back so we wouldn't have to. Oh, Jesus, let your healing touch come burn away all that remains of these things. In your beautiful name, amen. And uh, yeah, and if, you know, uh, please check it out, see us afterwards again. I know this is a very sensitive topic, but he cares. And some some of us, we've had this idea, well, I did it to myself, so I deserve it. It's not true. Jesus died for all. Him, all of that and so and he didn't just die for the fact of it he died for the results of it he paid for this and this is his this is what he, give it to him let him have it um but i also i know many watching online today are sick and uh a word i had for you was uh take up your bed and walk uh you know a lot of times um i, I really believe that people didn't get healed until they actually stood up it's kind of a weird idea. Like, I can't stand. I'm lame, <laughs> right? But he says, "Stand up, stand up, get up." And, and when they said yes and they stood up, suddenly they discovered they were healed. Uh, I was very ill this week. I, I'm usually a little bit ill, but um, uh, but I, I was lying. I was lying on the couch and I was feeling very ill. Anybody, you get, you feel sick and you just get really sick. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody? No. No, come on. Who are my wimpy, sick people? Come on, you know who you are. You're like, you, 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 you. and I was lying there, and, and, I, and I felt there was grace to lie there. I was just, you know, taking care of myself, and then the Lord said, get up, because I felt the shift move from taking care of yourself to taking care of yours, and he said, Go. and so I got up, and I began to do dishes, and I felt it lift. And so I just declare for y'all, for y'all, if that's you, maybe even just for the rest of this message, stand up. <laughs> just stand up. Just move around. See what the grace is for. So let us know what's happening with you all. Wow. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Whew. All right. Well, listen, um, if you guys got Bibles, um, go ahead and open up to Isaiah 61. We've been going through this whole thing for the last... Uh, month and a half about this thing of why did jesus come why did he come as a man why what was going on there Amen. come on on, jesus healing 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 for you healing for your leg full healing in jesus name jesus name keep moving it jesus name jesus name hallelujah wow jesus jesus come on come on come on come on keep it let us know what's going on jesus more lord More, Lord, healing, healing, healing for that leg right now. Jesus' name, Lord. Again, it doesn't matter how many years you've had it. Come on. There was the man, 38 years at the gate called beautiful. 38. Come on. Come on. Come on. So you're still in the 38th year at the gate called beautiful. Come on. Come on. Silver and gold have we none. But what we have, we give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Yeah. Jesus name. Yeah. You know, um, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Is is anything, can you tell anything? You know you've got the anointing on you, but is can you tell any difference, worse or better, in your leg? Hard to tell? If I can get up. Okay, all right, okay. Of course, the knee doesn't bend. Okay, all right. It just doesn't, I, I can't. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, 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 don't, don't. The pain is not like when I stand up, it hurts so bad, I can't wait to sit there. Oh, wow. Is that pain happening? No. There's no pain. Okay, no pain is very good. Anybody know? So we praise you, Lord, for the no pain. God who took your pain is the God who releases your joint of your knee and restores the muscle loss in Jesus' name. Full <laughs> healing and the ligament and tendons the and the bone. Okay, come on. Oh, yeah, atrophied. Yeah, yeah. It even... Yeah, come on. So all the bone density is returned, all the healing of the ligaments and tendons, all full restoration. Lord, you make Carol new in the beginning and you make her new now. Lord, you... Jesus. Jesus was resurrected with a real human body because he was showing us the real body we get in him. Oh, Jesus, all the way, all the way, all the way. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Whoa, no, listen. No, she, she's saying, no, no, no. Listen, you can't, you cannot disrupt. Come on, I know, I know. Listen, listen, you know, it, you know Jesus interrupted his message in the synagogue for the woman, right? This is, what, this is what we do. If the gospel is not practical to where you are, it's not the gospel, does that make sense? Yeah. It's got to apply to where we live. For too long, we've given people a hallmark gospel. Right. Whoa. It's got to be real. It's got to be real. It's got to be real. And it should bother us when we see people hurting. It should bother us. But a lot of times, we, we're uncomfortable with it, so we actually distance ourselves. Jesus' name, healing, healing, healing. Jesus said, "Healing is the children's bread." In other words, it's the most simple form of the gospel. Ba- children's bread was they would, they would chew up the bread into a small into a, a form that the children could eat, right? Because they didn't have gerber back then. And so they would, they would chew up the food and then give it to the, the child with some water so it could be easily digestible. When see, people see healing, you don't have to explain the gospel, do you? It's pretty obvious. You don't have to tell them God is good. They're like, well, yeah, he is. (laughs) I've always said this. I've never been an atheist who doesn't believe in the same God that I don't believe in. I can never get that right. The reality is, is most of the time an atheist has been looking for a good God and hasn't seen it. So they've rejected the God they've been shown, which is a harsh God, a God who withholds blessing, not a God who gives blessing. Whoa, Jesus. I've said this before. It, we break through together or we die alone. And Carol has invited us to her battle. That is bravery. Is it not bravery? Is it not? Come on. This is bravery. It is hard. It is hard to, to come into a body with this, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, who here, you feel bad so you stay home? Some of y'all, that's a word for you online. It's not too late to get your button here. Listen, I don't care you don't have makeup. We'll give you a paper bag. Listen, here's the deal. Listen, the house of God is not for the whole. It's for those who are willing to admit they are broken. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Do you guys remember the paralytic? This just reminds me of the paralytic where the, the friends carried him, right? Listen, do you have some friends who will carry you in your brokenness? Or do they not even know about your brokenness? Get you some friends who will carry you in your brokenness and carry you to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Well, I, I'm, she's preaching our message for us. Come on, come on. Jesus, Jesus, more Lord, more Lord. Shemarikomau. Well, listen, let's just keep praying for that. And I'm going to press into this even as we do that. Anybody, ladies, you can multitask. The men are lost. It's all right. It's okay. So listen, Jesus, this is actually how Jesus started his ministry. It says in Luke 4, it said that he came into the synagogue and they asked him to preach. And he came to the scroll and he said he found where it was written. Why is that important? Back then, they had a three-year cycle that they went through the scriptures. And when you came up to preach, it was the scroll was where you were supposed to read. Why? Anybody tried to find anything in a scroll? It was probably a very awkward pause. He's sitting up there for like 20 minutes, just scrolling, you know, it's a different kind of scrolling, like, and he's turning, and he, and so he's doing what you're not supposed to, and he finds Isaiah 61, and he says, guys, here you go, and he reads this passage, and then he says, today, that scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Why is this important? Because Jesus is saying, this is why I came. Jesus is often not clear. Here, he's clear. So let's dig into what it means for Jesus to show up in our lives. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Why? Because the Lord has anointed me. He has deputized me. He has covered me with his presence. He's filled me with his presence. He has sent me forth to do what? To proclaim good news to the poor. Remember what Caleb said? Healing for the poor. Come on, good news to the poor. This is so important. Because I always say this, if you don't have a question, you can't get an answer. Having a question means you're poor. It means you lack something. It mean, Listen, if you are, have it all, you don't get nothing. If you have it all, if you've got it all figured out, if you have all the answers, you don't get anything. But if you are hungry, if you are open, if you are asking, God can meet you. Oh, Jesus. And he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, what does that mean? Bro, that concept is the same thing as like when you break a leg. What do you do? You put it in a cast. You you put a splint on either side and you bind it. Why do you bind it? So it will heal. The binding doesn't heal it. He's, there's the assumption the body will heal itself. God, anybody here, you have been hurt and you decided not to hurt ever again. And you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore, right? No, okay, four of us, awesome. That was your New Year's resolution. You're like, awesome. Oh, no, um, a lot of times the idea is, or, or you've done this, like life didn't work and you're like, forget it, I'm going somewhere else and starting over. Who are my, my start over on the 43rd round? <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, like every time it goes bad, you're like, get in a new friend group, get in a new church Moving to a new state, new country, new planet. Anybody already signed up for Elon Musk <laughs> going to Mars? You're like, I am done with this planet, right? No, God works with what you have. He give, He will wants to bring healing and restoration to your life. But when we continue to run from our brokenness, guess what follows us? Are us. <laughs> That's the problem. Everywhere you go, there you are. It's a problem. Jesus, he proclaimed freedom for the captives. Um, Captives are people, they were just minding their own business and something happened. Anybody been there? You were doing fine. Maybe it was the family you grew up in. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this family. Nobody asked me if I wanted to be a part of this train wreck, (laughs) right? You know, that's a captive. You didn't do nothing and bad stuff happened to you. He said, freedom is for you. But anybody here, release from darkness for the prisoners. That speaks of like people who are in debt bondage. Anybody been in debt bondage? Right? Where you're enslaved, it speaks to that. He's saying, I, he says, I declare freedom whether you did it to yourself or somebody did it to you. Freedom. 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 It is for freedom you've been set free. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He's referring to that year of Jubilee when everything is paid for. Everything is done. All there is is rest in him. And the day of vengeance of our God. Now, some of you have been holding out for that. You have like a wish list for God for the day of vengeance. I know it's you because you're smiling. (laughs) Jesus, in case you forgot, I got a few people to add to your list. Let me tell you what the word vengeance mean. It doesn't mean revenge. It actually is tied to that idea of justice we talked about. Justice in the Hebrew is to return a thing to what it was always intended to be. You, a leg that is fully functioning as it was designed to. That is justice. Justice is not paying for a crime Jesus did that. I was in an exercise. Class. Come on. You were attempting to become more healthy. Yeah. See, that's the what the enemy does. He takes the very attempt to become healthy and turns it against you. No, no, no. Healing. Healing and restoration for all that's been stolen. Not just the leg, but the years. Yeah. The years. Because he restores what has been stolen with recompense, with addition. It says, "The day of vengeance of our God." The day. So, we've talked about this. This is the reason Jesus had to come in the flesh. We God paid the highest price so that we could be free people to choose life in Him or not. And I've said this before. It's not a free decision. You're not free if you don't have options. Any anybody uh, felt that way as a child growing up in your parents' home? <laughs> I am not free. Well, the air is free, right? But <laughs> the, the electricity is free, right? You're not, you're not free, right? Yeah, rent-free, right? But in this place is we have only God paid the highest price, so we would be free, and that means we can choose to do other than the good. Anybody found that you have that ability in the last twenty-four hours? Okay, so. What happens when we do the thing that is not good? That's the thing other than we were designed to do. Other than to live out of God's life and power to do it on our own. The automatic result is what? Falling short. Have you guys done um, archery? Who are people who have done archery? Anybody found it was much harder than it looked like in Robin Hood? You're like, you're like boing, boing, right? Right? <coughs> Anybody found, like, took an adult bow and you're like, like, really hard to pull back? Imagine I hand that bow to our daughter. Go ahead, pull it back. What's going to happen, and the, and the target's 50 yards that way. If she, if she releases the arrow, what's going to happen to the arrow? It's going to fall short, isn't it? Why? Because she does not have the power needed to release that arrow to hit the mark. See, you were designed to do good works. You were designed for good to flow through. You were designed for God's life to flow through you. Guess what? You can't do that on your own. You can't unless the God of the universe comes in and pulls back the bow. Boom. And that arrow is going to fly the distance. Anything other than that, it will fall short. That's why people are like, well, I do good things. I'm like, no, it's not about good it's about god and it is a fun, that's why the world deserves an encounter with a supernatural god that's why they have to have listen they don't need morality anybody met moral people that you wanted to get as far away from as possible just saying <clears throat> to proclaim the day of vengeance And so vengeance, the thing about it is, is that for our choices to be meaningful, then there has to be consequences to our choices. So if, for instance, if I choose to walk to there, that's my choice, there needs to be the fact that I end up over here. I can't say I choose to walk over there and end up over there. Does that make sense? When you and I... Anybody here, though, have done things in your life and you didn't get the consequence that you selected? And you're very grateful because you're still sitting here. All right, I'm just going to get rude. Don't blink. Who here has driven intoxicated? Who here has driven while looking at your phone and realized that you might have killed 43 people and not even known it? Okay, that got way too real. (laughs) Praise God it didn't happen. Praise God. The thing is, we made a choice and the thing didn't happen according to our choice. What happened to the result? That is the grace of God because the bow was being pulled back without an arrow in it. The bow was, and that, that is about, that rubber band has got to snap back or our choices are meaningless. And that's why Jesus came on the cross to allow that thing to snap back into his body. The choices we made that resulted in death, he allowed to snap back into him. That's not God being mean. That's God preserving the power of our ability to choose. And Jesus took that upon himself, the vengeance, the results, so that the things could be restored to rightness. To comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion. Why, Why comfort all who mourn? He's speaking to... The Israelites, who have, in their stupidity, walked away from God, 400 years it took them to reap the full benefit of getting kicked out of the very land of promise. Right? They're in Babylon. They're in exile. Right? And, um, again, there's this idea that sometimes, anybody here, you... I'll talk about myself. I won't talk about you. You you can talk about yourselves. (coughs) Is, I remember this point in my life. I'd walked away from God... And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start over. You know what? I, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be, I'm just, I'm just going to get by. Do you know God doesn't want you to get by? Because his plans and purposes, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And so he's, he was not done with me as evidenced by the fact I'm standing here today. This was not my, I was, I was like Done. And yet he was like, no, I'm pulling you back into. And so I was over in Babylon. I'm already like building gardens and tending and trying to be a good Babylonian in the world. And God's like, oh no, I, I have a calling on your life. Whew. Anybody here, you, you've decided to live down a dumbed down existence because you've wasted too many years? He's not done with you. Moses, at 80 years, you would have figured he'd be done. No, he was, he was already put out to pasture with the sheep. And God brought him back. And what happens here? He's saying, comfort all those who mourn so they can come back into the land of promise. Come back into the promise. Because see, the strength of the promise is not our ability to hold on to the promise, but the one who gives the promise. Let that sink in for a minute. And to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The ashes of their own choices. The oil of joy instead of mourning. Mourning their own and the, and the failures of others in their lives. A garment of praise instead of despairs. And they will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. That is who He says you are. So often though... We think we need to add something to us to become who he says we are. He's doing more like archaeology and removing all the things that are not us to reveal who he made us to be. You don't need something out there to make you who you are. You need to let go of the things that are not you. Come on. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. All right, so listen. We're going to flip to three more verses, then we're going to get super practical. Some of you are scared. All right, all right, come on. (laughs) Come on, come on. So let's flip over to Ephesians, because Paul expresses this whole thing a little bit differently. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8, we were talking about this. That in Ephesians 1, he talks about that Jesus, with the lamb, was slain before the foundation of the world. This was always God's intent to pay the absolute highest price to, keep, to allow us to be able to choose Him and to be brought into the life of God so that His power and life might flow through us to a dying world. Verse 8. For it is by grace, that's the power of God, the love of God flowing in, that you have been saved, not through faith. And this is not from yourselves. That's the, the falling short, right? It is rather, it's the gift of God. Not by works. Again, that's the falling short. Works in myself are simply what I can do. It will never be enough. But rather, it's the gift of God, so that no man may boast. Why? What's the whole point of this? Because, see, you, we are God's handiwork. You are not an accident. You are an intention of God from the foundation of the world. He saw you before the foundation of the world and said, I want you. And he fashioned and formed you. If you don't look like him, it's not because you somehow have the ability to deface his image in you. His image in you is a diamond. Everything else on top of it is simply graffiti. You can remove it without, you cannot damage the image of God in you. The lie of the enemy is that somehow you can deface God's image in you. It's not true. It's simply something heaped on top of it and God wants to remove to reveal who he made you to be. Yeah. You are God's handiwork. Amen. You are, and that's why Paul, Isaiah puts it this way. Who are you, O pot, to speak to the potter about who you are? <laughs> this, I, I've got to tell you, this lie that you have to somehow become somebody. You don't have to become somebody. You discover who you actually are. And it's not, I feel this today, I feel that tomorrow. There is a reality to who you are that only God can show you. Created in Christ Jesus to do what? You're not created just to go, oh. Anybody had that image that uh, in heaven, everybody's like on a cloud with a a harp? No. In fact, the end, it says there's a new heaven and a new earth. We're not going to be doing cloud work. We're going to, listen, the world began in a garden with work. We work now and we're going to be working in the afterlife. We're going to be, it's good works, bringing heaven. Oh, man. You are created to do good works. That good works are the same good works Jesus talked about when he said, I do the works I do. That means supernatural works. You are designed to do works you can't do. Okay, I'll give you an example. You know what about a car? A car can't do? It can't drive by itself. Yeah, not yet. (laughs) Well, at least needs an AI. No, but the reality is, You were designed for good works, but you can't do them. If they're works you can do, they're not the works of God. They're works that will by nature fall short. Anybody here taking the uh, route of lowered expectations? You know what I mean? You're like, "Eh, I'm just going to shoot for what's attainable. That's a horrible way to live. You were designed for good works, which God prepared in advance to do. Think of it. He's laid out a track for you. Let the ball roll along that track. Whew. Oh, Jesus. So one of the things that God is going to do is he's going to use who you are and what he's put in your life for that, those good works. He's not going to work with what's not there. When he wanted to feed the 5,000, what did he do? Yeah, he asked them, what do you have? What do you, and when he talked to Moses, he said, what do you have in your hand? Over and over again, he says, what do you have? Anybody here, you're waiting for something to drop from heaven out of nowhere? I promise you, God wants to bless what you have because it reveals his might more than coming out of nowhere. Anybody here, like Masha said, maybe you're like, well, when the perfect man comes along, he already has, his name is Jesus. Let, let, listen, who are you waiting on to say yes to Jesus? What are you waiting on? He can work with fish and loaves. He can work with whatever you got in your hand. So, Masha right now is going to lead us in some good work. Because this is, this is where it gets personal. I need some folks to help me pass these out. If you um, Here, I'll get some on this side. We also have pens if, if people need them. Um, here. Yes, Jasmine, you are awesome. Yeah, if you can get some more people to help you, Christian looked like he was waving his hand to help. Awesome, awesome. Hey, Rodney, you are awesome. Thank you. You didn't know there'd be a test and homework. Come on, listen, listen. If you are experiencing healing in your body, please make sure to let us know. Oh, more Lord, more Lord, more Lord. Healing, healing, healing. Ah, uh, there's a progression.
1: I've noticed. So Carol is saying that she hasn't been able to stand up this long without being in pain, and she's not you're not in pain at all. Jesus,
0: more Lord, more Lord, more. It's popped. The knee is starting to move. Come on, come on, on. Jesus. The way to stand, way to stand with Carol. Come on, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen, is, is this that? Okay, some of you all, this is so insanely uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, if you want what you've never had, you have to get uncomfortable. If you want to see what you've never seen, you can't do what you always did. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And so what my heart is, is that God is beginning to incite in you hunger for the things he has for you in 2022. Listen, 2022, what Brian said, it's not waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's not this expectation. Oh, no, here we go. Listen, he has prepared good things in
1: advance for you. And those good things, I really feel like he's been (laughs) saying to me that everything, everything he has laid out for me to do, there is already things that are laid out ahead. There's provision. Come on. There is wisdom. There's strategy how to do it. Each step is provided for, but I still have to choose to step in. Come on, Right? So what he's been saying to me is just, he's like, deal with the attitudes of your heart that would hold you back. And everything else is prepared. Everything else is a done deal. Just keep dealing, keep releasing things in your heart. Keep breaking partnership with fear. Lack. He's been going after lack with me, hardcore. He's like, Masha... If you believe there is lack, you will not be able to step into what I have for you, right? Because lack goes in complete opposition to faith, right? So just starting to partner that there is every provision, there is every wisdom, that there is energy. Energy is a big one for me. I'm like, "Mm," but I don't have energy for this Jesus, (laughs) right? But it's like, but there is enough in him. There is enough. That's, that's the truth, right? He's like, And he's like, well, you can partner with your feeling, or you can step into truth. Right? So my choice. Yeah, yeah. I can keep partnering with my feelings for the rest of my life and never see the promises of God. Right. right? Or I can start partnering with faith that what he says, that he has prepared how much for the good works? Everything. Everything. All the energy, all the money, all the people. What else? Like, what are, what are you waiting for? Like, what, what are your things? Come on. Skill. smarts, smarts, Strategy, ability to speak, ability. Relationships. Right? Health. Partners. Everything. Come on. Everything. Everything.
0: It says his divine power has given Woo! us what? Whoa. Everything.
1: Everything.
0: <laughs> we need for life and godliness, being like God in this life. Seems pretty all-inclusive. <laughs> Who are we to argue with the Almighty? Who here has argued with the Almighty on that one? No. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it ain't there. It might be because your focus is on something else, like say your lack.
1: That's it, that's it. All right, so does everyone have the little page? Yes. And does everyone have a pan? So let's, let's uh, pass out those pans. Raise your hand if you don't have a pen, something to write with. I really want everyone to write, okay? There will be a test. There will be a test, yes, cold life. <laughs> this is just such a beautiful time right now to get the vision from the Lord for this year, what he wants to go after, and just to intentionally go into this year. That's why we really wanted to do it together, and just to really... Um, to really listen to his voice. Um, I recently heard um, on one of the podcasts um, this phrase, I think from Chris Vallotton, Um that the speed at which you can move is the speed of your obedience. S- the speed at which you can move in God is the speed of your obedience. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> So, but to obey, we need to hear his voice, right? And the lie is that sometimes that we can't hear and that it's not, it's not true. Um, he's constantly speaking. He will speak to you right now. Come on. He will tell you the, the his desire and his heart for you and his dream for you for this year. Come on. Right?
0: But I, want, I also want to tell you this, is that um, anybody here, you've heard from God and you're like, yeah, no, I'll, um, can I have another? light obeyed brings more light light disobeyed brings less light Mm -hmm. he's not a menu Mm -hmm. he is he is lord
1: but he will give you a a simple step right he's not gonna push you some of some of you are like oh i'm not gonna listen he's gonna tell me to go to africa or something crazy i don't know he might but he will give you steps right he will get you there (laughs) it's not gonna be like super drastic hopefully Okay, so so let's just get in this posture of, of listening. Um, some of you are going to get a paragraph. Some of you are going to get a word, And I just don't want you to compare yourselves to each other, right? And usually those two are married to each other, right? <laughs> so <laughs> don't copy off your neighbor. <laughs> you will be allowed to share it with them later if you want to. Um, uh, but... So Jesus, thank you that you are speaking over us, that you are speaking into our lives, that you are more excited about this year than we are, that you have prepared everything for us, that you have a revelation for us right now, that you want to speak into our hearts. And we just open our hearts right now to listen to you, to listen to your still small voice. Um, Once we ask the question, I want you to write down the question. And then without putting down the pen, start writing the answer, okay? Because a lot of times we get stump- we stumble where we start analyzing and our analyzer gets activated and we, we just get all thrown off course. Just write whatever comes and then you can check with someone who hears God's voice really well and say like, oh, does that sound like God? <laughs> uh, but don't analyze before um, you get something on that page, okay? So the first question is, we can get it on the screen. To which areas of my life do you, Lord, want to bring restoration? And just listen and then write. All right, a couple more seconds to finish up this one. All right, next question. What mindset or lie do I need to leave behind to move into 2022? as he shows you the lie, you can just simply say, Jesus, I break partnership with that lie. A couple more seconds on this one. Here's the next one. Jesus, what is your dream for me this year? Some of you might see a picture, others will get a word or a sentence. Just connected to the Father's heart on this whole dream thing, and I just feel like for so many of us, he's, I just feel like he wants you to know that he's so much kinder to you and so much more for you than you were even for yourself, that he has so much more. And that he cares about everything that matters to your heart. Even if it means nothing to others, he cares for it. All right, our final question. Jesus, what is the first step I can make this week to step into that good work you've prepared for me? Any small step. A couple more seconds to finish up. I feel like those are all conversation openers with Jesus that you can go back this week and just go deeper into each one of those questions. There is more. If he started speaking to you on something, just ask him more questions about it. Mm, we're just so, so grateful, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Philippians tells us that he who begins a good work, he is faithful to bring it to completion. He is the one who does the, invites us to the work. He is the one who does the work in us. and He's the one who brings it to completion. So Lord, I ask you to give courage and hope to each person here. Hope. If we could have the worship team come, Lord, that you would fill us each with hope Fill us each with courage to believe. And if you're hearing some things that are just too good to be true, That's it. that sounds a lot like Jesus. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're struggling to believe, find some mature people around you to share these with. Uh, if you're feeling led to do something, a big first step that might be a little drastic, specifically share that with some folks um, when, you know who you trust to hear God with you and to stand with you. But whatever you do, don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. In this year, we're, we're to walk together. If we could stand. We're going to go into worship now. And let hope arise. Let faith arise. Again, uh, as for those of you who, um, you know, again, whether you have the scars of abuse or self-abuse in your body, those are not your portion. We declare healing over you today. If you're at home sick, we bless you to be healed. If you're here sick, we bless you to be healed. Lord, and, and we bless you.